Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. With school season starting back up in most areas, we thought we'd talk about our favorite fictional schools for pop culture. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereen. And I'm Clifton. All right. So uh, it's pretty simple. We each have three and we're going to go around kind of red, uh, not red robin style, round robin style. Uh, <laughs> yum. <laughs> I love yum. red robin. Me too. Me All too. Right. Let's talk about that. No. Yeah, we Another should. Another episode later. A1 peppercorn <laughs> burger is the best. Endless fries. That's very true. Uh, Campfire yeah, sauce. Yeah, that's what to say. Campfire <laughs> sauce. Wow. Yep. I guess we're doing an yeah, episode right. of Red Rock. No. <laughs> no, all right. So, um, Clifton, why don't you start us off? Let's let's mix it up a bit. All right. So, we're doing back to school. One of the ones I was thinking of, like, if you know us, is one I think everyone's got something to chime in on here. And that is Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. Mm. Yep. AKA Xavier's Institute for Higher Learning, AKA Xavier's School for Gifted Children, AKA the <laughs> X Mansion, AKA Xavier's Institute for Mutant Education and Outreach, among many, many other things. Uh, it's been a staple of comics since the mid 60s, so it has had lots of different names. Yes. We don't generally call kids youngsters anymore. Right. But, uh, right. That's what it was for a while. Everybody cross this one <laughs> off your list. Yay. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it as we speak. Yeah, so yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> no matter no matter what name you had it under. Yeah, mine was gifted youngsters. <laughs> Academy X. I don't know what else it's yeah. been called. I just I just had it as X Mansion in my okay. notes. Uh, but okay, so start us off. So so what's the deal here? We all love it, clearly, but but right. why do you love it? <laughs> right. So this was the uh was it the ancestral home of of Charles Xavier, X Xavier, mm-hmm. that he turned into a school for uh to help children like him who were coming into their mutant abilities didn't know how to to use them or what to do with them so he made it his mission to go out and and find these children who needed help to help them and so you know over the years it's been a uh, boarding school for people with uh all sorts of superpowers and weird abilities and and just helps them um you know figure out how to get by in life and also fight evil mutants that's pretty much sums it up. Yes. It also gets destroyed an awful lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They have to rebuild that school quite a few times over the years. It felt like every season. Uh, and they probably just change its name every time. So <laughs> that's yeah, where all yeah. the name changes come from. I, um, my, my X-Men reading has been very spotty over the years. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it when it was like, when it became kind of like a, a school school mm-hmm. right there were like it was always called a school but it always it was just kind of like it just it was just sort of like a house where all the x-men lived yeah. i felt like in the comics where like nobody like approached it at school that often outside of like the original five stuff right yeah like you that's know? what you had you had the original five who were teenagers at the time of the original x-men started in the mid 60s the lee and kirby stuff and then they were aged up and then you didn't really have it being used so much as a school again until New Mutants. Mm. Because like they aged up most of the main ones as adults. And then they brought in around the giant size X-Men number one mm. more adults. So the team was basically populated by all adults. And then you have Kitty Pride that they uh, reach out to around a little before Dark Phoenix Saga and all that. And the Hellfire Club Saga. and. She was still kind of an outlier, though. So she was the one teen that was hanging out with all these adults. And then you first get it going back to a school a little bit when you get the the first class of new mutants being uh-huh. 
uh, Wolfsbane and Sunspot. Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. Karma mm-hmm. and Danny Moonstone. Right. So that was when it first revisited being a school. And then after that, you did kind of get it hitting and missing over the years, too. Um, yeah. Like that there weren't always students there. I read a little bit of the original, like, Lee and Kirby stuff. Yeah. And I remember that there was, like, panels in there were like, Xavier would be sort of like, kind of like a danger room thing before the danger room existed, but it was like, it would be beast, like jumping through like hula hoops and stuff and balancing himself on the, and it was, yeah. right. it was like, it was always like physical. Yeah. It wasn't quite yeah. the same. Right. Yeah. It was always like very, very physical, like how to actually con- just control your powers. And then somewhere down the line, it started feeling more like, like a, like a college, but like, 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 or like, it wasn't just the mansion. It had like a campus. Right. I feel like, you know, and, and we're like, in addition to like taking flight classes and stuff, because you have wings, <laughs> mm-hmm. you would take physics also, or yeah. you would take, you know, yeah. right. history and sociology. Yeah. yeah. And I always like that. Yeah. I don't know when that started. That probably didn't start until, I mean, 2000, right? Like around the time of the movie that started portraying it a little bit more like right. that. Um, I want to say it's Morrison's run because um, Wolverine's yes. one, like after Morrison's run, Wolverine wants they renamed the institute like the Gene Gray Institute for right, right, uh-huh. blah 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 blah. I can't remember what it was, but it was that was the last time it was. I remember it being a school because there's a whole lot of like there's Quentin Choir and right, Bob yeah, Herman yeah. and and the rest of them that are brought in at that point. And and Grant Morrison's run did start like a month or two after the movie premiered mm-hmm. in yeah. 2000. So yeah. that's what I was going to say. They're they very close. Lined up. Yeah. So yeah. that might be they're very close. Yeah. That might be where we get it because he was, he was pretty adamant. Cause then you get that and then you get that right after his new X-Men, you get the new X-Men, which introduces a whole nother slew of like teenage kids. Right. And did the, right. that's when they did the Academy X stuff. Yeah. That's who. Right. I remember in that first movie though, too, it was like, you, you see Xavier, like actually like teaching a small class. Mm-hmm. That's got like that had like, you know, Jubilee and and Kitty in there and stuff like that. But there's that scene where the blackbird is like coming out of the out of the the basketball court. Mm -hmm. Right. And you see the ball. But there's like but you see like kids like like other kids. You don't know who they are. They're just but they're like they're looking out the window out out the the dorms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then next two has the the scene where the mansion gets stormed, where the school gets invaded. And like you got kids running for it and some using their powers. And it's a really cool scene. But yeah, it's definitely. Oh, I I love that bit from that movie. It's a great scene. It's definitely heavily inhabited, though. There's a lot of kids in that school. There's something. This is a stupid observation, but there's something about attacking in the middle of the night when everyone's in their pajamas and running barefoot that makes everybody (laughs) feel so freaking vulnerable. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, good one. Very, very good one. I I I, I really enjoy this one. And yeah, and, and I was thinking Morrison too did a lot of like heavy lifting too. And then I always remember like the Joss Whedon line from Astonishing X-Men when it was like, Oh my god, you teach ethics right. to, to yeah. Emma, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is anybody doing any cool stuff with it with it lately? Um, Do we know? In a way, yeah, kind um, of. It's part of uh, okay, I don't want to say too much because you still don't know why they would do that, but it's kind of sort of they did. But uh, but weird trifecta. When you say Morrison's run came out during the movie, what's weird too is X Men Evolution came out during that time as well. Uh, okay, yeah, that's true. Like it was a trifecta in which they wanted to alter 
represent the school stronger than it ever had. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right about that. I was forgetting that was that was right around the same time too. It might have been just slightly after the movie and Morrison's run started, but mm-hmm. animation would have obviously been in gone into production before that. Before that, yeah. yeah. And that does very much show. Yeah, that's a fun one too. In that one, they go to public school for the most part, yeah. but have like their mutant classes at the mansion. <laughs> They've got like their... Yeah. their the people there, their mentors in, in being mutants and using their powers, but then they do attend a public school for normal classes. And I think like their idea is to, you know, get along with normal students, the non-mutant students. Yeah. Which doesn't always work out. Super underrated show. I love X-Men Evolution. I don't care who knows it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we always all, say good right. stuff about yeah. it. X-Men Evolution. Yeah, sure. Well, it's just one of those never gets brought up. Everybody talks about the 90 series. Right. You know? Yeah, no, you're right. It, yeah. it, it, and what's crazy is they added to their, um, or, um, you know, mythos or whatever with X-23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. just worked a lot of ideas that uh, weren't really pushed into the X-Men at that time. Yeah, is, I think that's, that's right. a lot of people don't realize, or maybe don't realize that that's where X-23 yeah. came from was the X-Men Evolution series. She's the Harley Quinn of that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. her comic appearance is also kind of not big on the radar, but it was in the series NYX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a yeah. series. It was a very interesting series. It's Casada and Josh Middleton on art. And I think her first comic appearance is number four of that issue of that run. It's a good looking book. Yeah. And Middleton's art was so good at mm-hmm. the time. I mean, his art's always good, but his art on that book is amazing. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, like, whoa, who is this guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> Since we're taking top tier stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go high. And this time, I'm going to discuss Greendale Community College. Okay. From? Community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ever, have you ever seen Community? Once. Once no. I seen oh. it. Once oh. I seen it. <laughs> Oh, there's like Terrible. 10 great episodes that are classic TV. <laughs> we, we, we gotta show you, but I knew this was going to be on someone's list. I, oh, I yeah, thought oh, like yeah. Frank might be cursing your name now. Oh. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, this, this <laughs> Frank is guy. scribbling on his notepad oh, wow. right now. Yep. No. Writing F you, Tommy. On- <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, just, I just scribbled no fate because now I have nothing. So, <laughs> actually if you think about it you have another but this one is going to be huge overlap oh okay Frank huge if you have nothing overlap. else then just you could talk about your three favorite menu items on Red Rock oh, awesome I'll do that <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of free yes. publicity from us today yes but. yes yeah. <laughs> okay sorry go, go ahead Tommy I'm sorry <laughs> Greendale, High, Greendale Community College is where all the craziness and madness ensues off the show community I mean non-stop the most uh, classes that you would never take at a regular college, a- an amazing cast of uh, characters. I mean, I, I know, I know um, Frank was definitely going to bring it up at one point, yes. if not the only thing he'll bring it up. So yeah, but no, I love that show. Okay. It us, yeah. It said it gave us some Donald Glover. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's set in, in, it's somewhere in, in, in Colorado. Some people think it's Denver, right? Is it Colorado? Yeah. I, I was like, it's supposed to be. I'm yeah. Not, I never knew that. Yeah, no. It what I like about it, I've I've watched it a couple times through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've definitely a couple. I've I've definitely seen it a couple times. Um, no, I love the bit at the beginning. It opens with um, 
the dean played by uh, Jim Rash. Jim Rash, yes. Uh, Oscar winner Jim Rash. Um, <laughs> giving a speech about, you know, he's basically welcoming people to the community college. And he goes, um, you know, I know some people say that Greendale is loser college. You know, it's a, it's a college for people that are at like the end of their life. And they show Chevy Chase's character, Pierce. And then, then um, divorcees. And they show uh, Yvette Nicole Brown's character, Shirley. Um, what's the, I can't remember the other ones are. But like, so like they all just basically describes every character in this speech, except for um, Joel McHale. And then he meets Abed for the first time, played by Danny Pudi. And then it's basically, the you know, you get the background of the idea that uh, uh, Joel McHale, Jeff Winger is, is, a, is a lawyer. Who got a degree from Columbia? Okay, and then finds out that it's not valid because he got it from the 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 like Columbia, the place, not Columbia University. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then he has to basically earn his all of his credits back to become a lawyer again. That's the premise of the show. Okay, um, at the first season's got like um, John Oliver and who else? Like a bunch of other people are in this first season. As professors at the, as instructors, as, yeah, as teachers, like he, yeah, yeah, he's Professor Duncan. He plays. He's like the psychology or psych, is it a psychology teacher, right, Tommy? Yeah, the psychology. I think it's psychology. Or who happens to yeah, who yeah. happens to be friends with Winger, Jeff Winger, and Winger wants him to get. You know, it's one of those. You know, wants him to get the answers to all the tests for all of his classes, so he didn't have to. You know, he can basically just get back to being a, a sleazy lawyer again, mm. <laughs> and then ends up finding out. Then he ends up meeting everybody from the study group, and that's basically your show. So okay. yeah, the fake the fake study group he created, but it convinces them. To say. Yes, he created a fake study group because he wanted to hit on um, Gillian Jacobs' character Britta. Ah, uh, and then so go ahead. I have a stupid question. Sure, because I've seen one episode and it was a Christmas special that was claymation. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so I don't know that I, I it's it's so, a, so you're very well versed in the show, yes, right? Yeah, it's 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 not an accurate uh, telling of of what the show is normally. What what are the set pieces? What are the regular set pieces for community? Like the, the study group is like in the library. They have their actual like their the room that they meet in, which is basically like the bar at Cheers. Okay, they're all so it's a study room in the library. Yeah, they've got a couple tables there, and then like mm -hmm. first season, um, Ken Jeong is is Senor Chang. He's the the Spanish mm -hmm. teacher. Mm. Yes. So they're all taking. They all. That was the only thing about the show is they take a class together every season, or they try to, so that they have something that to greet together to study, quote unquote, for. Okay. So it's not just the idea of like they're doing wacky stuff. Every, you know, there's not like you know, there's not wacky stuff every episode or every season, but there is. But the general mm. idea is no, we're going to take biology together or anthropology. Like second season's anthropology, right? And they're going to take anthropology together, and they're going to meet in the, in the in the again, I guess, the study room to get together you know and there's even like one point where another group is using the time like in there when they're supposed to be in there and that creates a rivalry and stuff like that so but that there's there and then like senior chang's um classroom and then there's also the dean's office slash like the desk where like the, the reception desk is okay but like the cafeteria is another one the quad is another one so yeah there's a, Got it. Okay. there's a lot of different set pieces for it and then there's obviously stuff like when they do you know paintball assassin or they do right you know or they have the episode <laughs> where um uh that's the that's the take on goodfellas when they have the chicken fingers early on <laughs> i've never even heard of this one i've heard of the paintball episode i haven't seen a lot but i've heard of the paintball one i've not heard of the chicken fingers there's an episode now. with uh, where chicken fingers are like the best thing in the cafeteria so they want a corner like jeff gets the idea of like we should find a way we need a man on the inside so they okay. do the thing of where they get Abed to work the fryer, and then if right. he, so then he begins to 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 give them all. They get the chicken fingers from that point on, 
Mm. And then chicken fingers become a commodity and they basically become power brokers with the chicken fingers for like this, <laughs> to get all the things they want. So I think they even do a one like that scene where they go to the Henny Youngman show in Goodfellas. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. So as an homage to Goodfellas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the long take, like yes. the crowd type thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. The one about, yeah. yeah. The one about never, you know, once you're behind the velvet rope, you never want to go mm-hmm. on the other side again. So. Right, right. Yeah. Community's great. I've I've spoken about community many many times on our, our the podcast, so I you know I'm no different now. I knew Tommy would bring it up if I didn't, so I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> if I go second, then fine. If not, I'll go third. It's fine. Right. But yeah, love that show. That show is is far and away, you know, one of those shows like like a Taxi or Cheers or WKRP with a great ensemble. They do a lot of very very funny episodes, a lot of memorable stuff. You know, and then like I said, the people they get that are outside of it, you know, it's another one of those shows where they get a lot of people that are in it for a couple episodes or, you know, they're recurring guest stars. <laughs> right. Like, like Jack Black. Like Jack Black. Like the what the first Christmas episode they have is the one with Anthony Michael Hall, which is really good. Yeah. As a bully. As a bully. Yeah. As a bully. No. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, they do like the one one of the Christmas episodes. I like well, I like I've talked about it before. I like the the claymation one, but the one I like about it is the one that the takeoff on Glee is really good. Mm-hmm. Where they they find out that the 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 original Glee club um died in a bus accident. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and they need they 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 need the guys trying to recruit and um get the uh, study group to be <laughs> to be the new Glee club. So yeah, okay. what's, yeah, what's his name from SNL? I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't either. But yeah, it's a good episode. But no, they always do a parody episode of something. Yes, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. that's a great one too. Goodfellas, um, westerns. Well, the pa- the other thing is like a lot of times thematically, what they'll tie a lot of stuff together. So you'll have like when the paintball assassin one. It's it's a lot of like John Woo homage. Okay, parts like Ken Jeong is definitely definitely when Ken Jeong gets in the game, he's 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 the John Woo stuff, and then. There's a diehard bit, and then you know, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of good things they pull from stuff that you would know. So cool. Yes. All right. Why don't you segue into your number three then? Fine. So then, now that since the community was taken, since Greendale Community College, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about schools that I liked, and I thought about um, is there a school in moonlighting. <laughs> yes, there is. That's the one I'm going with. You got it. Okay. Oh no, uh-huh. no, there's not the school of moonlighting dick um <laughs> no i was thinking i was just looking at fictional schools and i thought oh yeah ridgemont high who doesn't love ridgemont high right, right. okay that's time and the fast times that are found within ridgemont high mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've never seen fast times ridgemont high it's cameron crow it's one of his earlier films i think it might be his first one based on a series of articles he wrote for rolling stone when he was like kid i mean it's not chrono- chronologically the right one because i think when he was a kid he tr- the what's the movie that he's that's based on his life when he was right that's the one with um uh, where he's like with the zeppelin band still water in the film but yes inspired by zeppelin what's and the name Kate of the movie and, oh what is, what is that why am i drawing a blank on that i've seen that a bunch <laughs> who's in that um is that the kate hudson here. movie yeah yeah in Francis, that's almost famous. Thank almost you, famous. thank yeah. you. And Francis McDormand is, is 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 his mother in that one, right? And Zoe Deschanel is his sister. Yeah. Okay, very good. So that was the one that's based like when he was a kid, cub reporter for Rolling Stone. But but Fast Times is like a, if I remember correctly, the idea was that he kind of goes undercover and goes back to school to get an idea of what school was like for kids in the eighties. Because even though he's a little beyond that, because he was right. I think guess in the seventies. Okay. But he goes back mm-hmm. into school 
Um, it's a great movie. It's got a ton of people in it. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Phoebe Cates, uh, Judge Reinhold. Right. Um, a young Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean Penn as, as Spicoli, a role that he yep. was awesome in, but he doesn't seem to like anymore. So, right. you know, um, but no, I, I love this movie. It's a great movie. And I love the fact that like the, the, um, there's, uh, Mr. Hand, the, was he a math teacher? I think. Yeah. 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 And he's got those great bits with the, and it's Ray, Ray Walton. No. Um, sounds right. I'll look it up real quick. Okay. That sounds right. But he was, he was in, like, I know the guy from like, he was in the, my favorite Martian with Bill Bixby, where it was like the mm-hmm. whole, yeah. where he was the guy that was the alien and Bill Bixby was a straight man. And there was always, you know, every week it was, um, Martin, I believe was the character's name, was always trying to get, you know, it's like a dream of genie or bewitch. There was always something crazy going on in the episode, but then it was like, oh, we have to explain it away some way, but really he's a Martian. Right, right. But Mr. But uh-huh. anyway, he plays Mr. Hand. Ray Walston. You were very close. Ray Walston. Ray Walston. Thank you. Plays <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hand. Um, and you've got, um, oh, the guy, what's his name? Um, plays Mr. Vargas, the science teacher. What's that guy's name? But he was, I know he's married to Elise Beasley, who played Mr. Pesto on Moonlighting. Okay. In reality, Mr. Vargas is Vincent. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his name, Clifton? It, it always comes back to moonlighting. For me, it does, yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Vargas was Vincent Schiavelli. Yes. You might know him as the 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 ghost that shows um, Patrick Swayze how to be do ghost stuff in Ghost. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. What? He was married to Mr. Pesto? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, they're married in real life. Oh. Yeah. And, it, and <laughs> fun fact about moonlighting. If you've ever seen the episode where they go, where they're stuck on a train, that, that's where they actually talk one of the few yeah, times. They, he, yeah. Yeah. They've ever acted. I, I remember him on the show. Yeah. They've ever acted together was in that episode. But no, Fast Times Ridgemont High is awesome. It's a, it's a coming of age movie. Um, I can never remember the guy that plays uh, Mark Ratner, but there's like all these different characters and they all basically go in and out of each other's lives. Some of them are like uh, John, Jennifer Jason Lee and Judge Reinhold are brother and sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all, some of it's about growing up too fast. Some of it's about like losing your virginity. Some of it's just about, you know, you want to go to a party and you steal your, you know, you, you steal, quote unquote, borrow your brother's car. <laughs> yeah, that kind right. of thing. Mm. So. Yeah, you mentioned it was Cameron Crowe who wrote it. It was Amy Heckerling that directed it. Ah, there it. you go. Okay, very so good. It was one of Amy Heckerling's, uh, well, it was her first feature, I think. I will double check that. Mm. Yeah, she had done a short film before it, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High is the first uh, feature film she directed before she went on to do Johnny Dangerously, and, <laughs> which we had mentioned earlier, which is why there's a laugh, because yes. Tommy brought it up earlier. Uh, and Look Who's Talking, mm-hmm. Clueless, Loser, uh-huh. uh, you know, a ton of other stuff. I love Clueless. Mm-hmm. Well, she's great. Amy Ackerman's yeah. fantastic, and <laughs> yeah. Clueless is so good. But uh, Zach and I were at New York Comic Con, and in a panel with Amy Heckerling, one of the last times we went, which was, I guess, about five years ago, and and she had some stories about filming Fast Times at Ridgemont High oh, that cool. were funny. And uh, one of them had to do with Nicolas Cage being in right. it. <laughs> and that he had been in Valley Girl mm-hmm. before that. And she was very good friends with Martha Coolidge, who directed Valley Girl. And uh, so she's filming Fast Times at Ridgemont High around the time Valley Girl is out. And Nicolas Cage is very good in Valley Girl. And apparently, like, she could not get him to do anything in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hmm. And, like, it was driving her crazy to where she would go to Martha Gulledge and be like, how did you get him to act? Like, what is happening? Like, I can't get him to do anything. 
And she talked about how like Sean Penn and, and Judge Reinhold and a lot of the others would love to, you know, improvise stuff and just come up with stuff on the fly. And like young Nicolas Cage would try to do it, but the stuff he would come up with was just so bizarre. Mm. Like it would just confuse everybody. <laughs> and the other fun thing I remember had to do with Sean Penn and, and Ray Walston. Okay. And she talked about that dynamic of saying that like Ray Walston was, you know, this longtime veteran, old Hollywood actor right. who came up in the old system. And Sean Penn is, of course, you know, super method <laughs> and all about the what was the new system at that time coming out of like new Hollywood. And so he would, you know, just, you know, improvise on the spot, like whatever, like wherever emotions took him in a scene, he would go there and he would deviate from the script all the time mm. just because it would like he'd be moved to do something else. And Ray Walston was like, by like, by the book, read what's on the script. Right. Hit like, your mark. Don't change a word. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was that. And so like Ray Walston would go and complain to Amy Heckerly and he'd be like, these kids are driving me crazy. Like they can't just read the script. And it's like, I don't know, like my cues, like, I don't know what to do. And, and Amy Heckerly said that like, she loved that about the character, like that he was getting like so exasperated with these kids on screen. (laughs) So like she would tell him like, okay, like I'll talk to them. And then she would go to Sean Penn and be like, keep doing what you're doing. It's great. (laughs) Because she liked it being on screen. Like, you could see his frustration. (laughs) Nice. She also said that she's not quite sure why uh, Paul Rudd's not aging. Oh, yeah. That that also came up in the the (laughs) panel. A kid asked her what it was like to work with Paul Rudd. Because she worked with him later on a film called uh, I Will Never Be Your Woman with Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. And she said he is strangely not aging in all this time. Because she worked on him with Clueless, too, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Hadn't aged a day or something since Clueless. Not at all. Yeah, it's funny when I see like him in This is 40, I'm like, you're not fooling anyone. You're not 40. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, oh, I forgot. Uh, you forgot. Brian Backer was the guy that plays Mark Rat Ratner, who's kind of like the typical, like, nerdy kind of good guy in this. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, the, I, I can't believe I forgot, Robert Romanus, who plays um, Mike Damone. Okay. Who's kind of the sleazy, good best friend of Mark Ratner's, who's kind of like right. trying to get like the, you know, kind of an Eddie Haskell kind of a. Oh, no, man, I got everything under control kind of guy when really that guy doesn't have anything under control. (laughs) But yeah, it's a great movie. A lot of fun. A lot of good stuff. Has everyone seen Fast Times Ridgemont High? Yeah. No, I haven't. There's no shock there. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, not at all. You'd like it. I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah. So it's it's just a spot where like uh, it's a it's a fun place to go to school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just a, sure. it's just a very good. I was, like, I, I like that you know, for being a fictional high school, it's just the idea that no, there's a lot like the stories that go on there and the stuff that happens. It's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. So it's possibly oh. it's one of the like first of the '80s teen movies, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where it's you, know, you had like in the '70s, you had like the screwball teen comedies, but then they get kind of toned down a bit in some ways and not in other ways but so what became the 80s movie like fast times at ridgemont high is the transition between 70s screwball teen movies and like john hughes yeah because it's right it definitely it's it's funny don't get me wrong it's very funny but it also tries it also has you know it also tries to tell you some stuff too yeah lessons are learned yeah very much so oh my god yeah yeah, lessons are learned but Yeah. yeah it's very funny as well I had a hard time with this episode because I had just like 
you know, when 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 you're just like kind of thinking in a loop mm-hmm. sometimes, and you're just like okay. just getting like the same things coming in your head over and over and over again. Okay. Um, that's that was my prep for this. Like, I couldn't think of anything outside of like just a handful of what I have, and one of them was the X Mansion, okay. <laughs> right? So, okay. um, uh, but as you guys are talking, I got getting like a ton in my head because I was like, man, I didn't even think about all those '80s movies. So, like, Clueless was jumping into my head. Mm-hmm. It's '95, yeah. but Clueless was in my head, and Ferris Bueller, and all that stuff, and everything. Yeah, but, but, um. One of the ones that jumped into my head, uh, you guys have all known me for a long time and you guys all know I'm lazy as hell. So I'm going to say the Matrix. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Okay. Just that bit where they're all sitting in the chair and getting a wire plugged into their head. And then it's like, I know Kung Fu. OK, I yeah. would love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just oh. just that. Just that they, I, they yeah. get their information jacked in. Yeah. Even though we kind of have that, it's called YouTube now. Right. So if like you need to, if you need to like change your toilet, like you, right. you can look up how to do that. Um, so it's fine as as long as har- humanity is being harvested, right? Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> as long as you can learn kung fu and innocent. But yeah, you can learn stuff. Okay, but you you could have okay. also gone with the beds in Venture Brothers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Slightly less dark, I we, guess. We, yeah. No, it's we, pretty dark. It's still pretty. Yeah, dark. It's pretty, pretty dark. dark. Yeah. Yes, because Dean seems haunted by it when he keeps talking about what happens right. in his bed. <laughs> All punch cards, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, good stuff. So yeah, you just want instantaneous learning. That's what you. Yeah. That's the Jesus. school you want from pop yeah. culture. That'd be awesome. I gotcha. <laughs> I just go through the course catalog. Oh, I'll take that today. <laughs> there we go. I don't know. Just not the human battery part. I'll take the fo- I'll I'll take I'll take the philosophy of John Locke today. Just, <laughs> wow. There it is. Wow. You got it. Wow. That's right. I could be one of those guys that recite Shakespeare to you. Oh <laughs> God. God. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. It'd be awesome. Ugh. Take electrical engineering so that they can turn on a light on that ship. Right. Stuff like that, right? <laughs> Just to, just to turn on a light, you're gonna get a full degree. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, just don't turn it to the uh, what you call it, the taskmaster, where you <laughs> you only some out of memories you can keep in your head. Or no, right, yeah, or Prometheus. Right. Yes, yes. I love Prometheus. Yes, Justice League bad guy. He's great. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right. So Clifton, what's your number two? Okay, so number two, this one, this one probably not going to go into as depth as some of the others, but uh, it's King's Dominion from Deadly Class. The name of their school is King's Dominion. Oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> Which, a great school. Good yeah, job. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I'm only familiar with it from the show, though. I've not read the comic. I know Tommy oh. has read the comic, so Tommy might be able to give us some information on if it's different in the comics or not. But no, in the no. school, in the show, in the school, how they, or the, the school in the show, how they portray it is it's a boarding school to basically raise assassins. Mm-hmm. And there's like different factions of them in the school. So it's kind of like that's how they portray the cliques. Yes. So there's like the Russian mafia and like the uh, bunch of punks, but like the Italian, like, or I'm trying to think of what all the set, like whatever you can think of as being like a, like a generic, like crime family. Mm-hmm sends their kids to this school the yakuza is one like the yakuza yeah yeah and then there's the the mexican cartel mm-hmm. and then there's the colombians there and then there's the fbi <laughs> right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah 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 all the factions. 
the 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 sadder part was I loved what they portrayed in the comic. Okay. But it was deeply more fleshed out in the show. Like the what the comic did was present all the factions at once. And so you knew who the players were, right? Right. But in the show, they show the factions in slowly and give a um more of an in depth look to the headmaster. Okay. Uh, in which he all had deals with each crime family in order to protect them, in order to uh, make them the head of their families. Right. Oh, and then there was the, um, um, is it the Bloods or the Crips? The, uh, there's another one, too, with the uh, West Side. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. And the, like, the character in the show who's from that gang is a pacifist. Yes, yes. Kind of yes. like forced into this school where you learn how to kill people. Kill people, mm. yes, yeah. yes. It was a really good show. Lasted one season on sci-fi. I do recommend it out there for if anyone can find it. I'll look up where it is, uh, where it's streaming, if it's streaming. Yeah, they do a lot of backstory. That was Russo Brothers, right? They produced it, yes. Yes. Producers. And like the the headmaster at the school in the the show was Benedict Wong from Doctor Mm -hmm. Strange, who plays Wong in Doctor Strange. Uh, One of the other professors was Henry Rollins, and I love... You know, seeing Henry Rollins Henry pop Rollins. up anywhere. Yeah, it's always yeah. great to see him. <laughs> That's cool. Ooh, ooh, Clifton, don't forget the girl that was in... Um, was she oh, always- yeah, uh, Lana Condor. Lana yes, Condor yes. from... She's huge on Netflix into All the Boys I've Loved Before. Mm. <laughs> and she was one of the leads in, in Deadly Class. She's very good. She's from the Yakuza family. Mm. And then there was also, like, the racist... Like the Southern Mafia, like yeah, the yeah, Dixie yeah. Mafia, Dixie Mafia. They were like yeah, all Dixie clans because yeah. in the show it's set in the eighties too, so the Cold War is still going. So there's like there's a Russian student that looks like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Ooh, was Rocky, was that Rocky Four or was that Rocky Three? Rocky Three. That's four. That is four. four. Okay, you're right. You're that right. Four. Good. I was right. Um, okay, yeah. Now I forgot about the aspect in the book. Yeah, but but what what's better in the show is they try to mimic. The music from the 80s? Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I do recommend that one. Uh, so this was like a like a kind of a it, it was like a take on a prep school. Yes. Sort of, right? It was it was uh it was it was it wasn't a uh it wasn't like a nine to three. No, it was like, a boarding. Or seven to it three. Was, <laughs> it was it was like you you slept there. Yeah, it was it was like evil Hogwarts. It was a boarding okay. school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and that is something I did talk about another friend of ours uh, who had seen it and he talked about he had read the comics and and his hesitation on the show is that the show portrays the the school itself as like like mahogany and dark lighting and and you know mm-hmm. kind of shadowy in the, in the corridors and his impression was that the comic was not like that in the comic it's like a public school like you know like what you just picture is like a you know normal school bright lighting right linoleum or something and right. so he thought that they were like trying to use that like lighting and and darkness is as shorthand for edgy and i'm like i think it was just kind of shorthand for boarding school <laughs> it was like like right. yeah, after we had seen hogwarts like it's just kind of what people think of like these hallowed halls and and like old lot of history behind a school or something so that's what i kind of interpreted it as yeah i gotta check it out I've heard good things. You've been telling me about it, tell, talking to me about it for a while. It's now. on Peacock. The one season there was is on okay. Peacock currently. Still sad it never got picked up again. Yeah, I was really hoping that was at the time where like Netflix was kind of like saving everything. Right. Yeah, you I was know? hoping they would because it stars one of their big stars. Yeah, it seems up their alley. But 
was gonna say real quick, the book is by Remender. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right, Rick Remender. Mm-hmm. At, yeah, and the artist is Wes Craig on it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tommy, what's your number two? <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I forgot about Kings of Me. <laughs> I definitely, I'm mad at that. I was gonna, uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go low. <laughs> I was gonna this, say this something. This is gonna be awesome, everybody. <laughs> because I believe I was gonna step on Frank's toes Again? on this necklace. I'm gonna go low. Uh, no, I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna go what helped inspire me oh. to go to North Carolina A and T. Okay, and that's Hillman College. Ah, okay, A different <laughs> yeah. world. Yes. The okay. fictional um, HBCU from um, Virginia, uh, uh, Hillman College in a different world. Right. Uh, I was looking at, it recently came up on HBO Max. That's why it's fresh in my mind. I am kind of doing a deep dive on a different world now because I'm watching it on Fridays, like while I'm making dinner. <laughs> yeah. Because okay, okay. <laughs> like BET Her is playing it at like, yes. like, six, in the, like six at night. So I'm watching okay. a lot. Yeah. No, I I know what you're talking about. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. It it and what's what's nice is the um the the first season was nice with uh, um can't think of a name. Lisa Bonet and Marissa Tomei. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and Marissa Tomei in the first season. Where it's almost airy, it's almost a whole different feel when Debbie Allen takes over as the uh showrunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh she um uh, Brings up certain characters, spotlight on others. They make the focal point Whitley instead of um, um, Lisa Bonet. Right, yeah, yeah, Denise. They change key characters. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei's gone. They mm-hmm. bring in um, Chris Summer yeah. and mm-hmm. um, Janelle. Uh, I forgot her name. Kimberly Brees. I forgot her real name. They bring in her. I mean, but the dynamics are so much more inclusive of what happens on the HBCU. I mean, I, I was I was surprised because in the first season it felt more like a a general college. Mm-hmm. It, it just expanded it just a little bit more, and they'd always have uh, a famous guest stars. I think Robert Guillaume was on it one time mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. Of course, Gwen Terman was on it for a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of there's so many. And in one episode, they even have the the uh, Keenan I Wayans, Damon Wayans, oh, and. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, saw that yeah. one recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw one recently because I because I didn't know about it. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, there's Damon Wayans. And then Keenan Ivory Wayans show up. I'm like, he's in this one too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's Kim Wayans. Yeah. My wife was like, how many are there? I'm like, there's a lot. lot. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was in a one episode, there's like three of them, and then yeah. they never come back as even a cast <laughs> member. But no, I love that show. I just love that show. I'm. I was like, I, I started to get fascinated about, it and I was researching a little bit, like, because it is so different from season one and two. Yes, right. Yes. Like, it really kind of like finds its voice in season in season two. Season two. one is fine, like it's fine, but, um, you know, like it, it's just interesting. We're like, oh, we're gonna keep these characters, and then we're gonna bring in all these new people. What I liked about it is that, is that like, like they were stressed out. Yes, yes. Like they yes. like like it was it was like one of the only instances I could think of that acknowledged like like hard work yes. and sleepless nights. And yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I really like that about it. Difficult classes. I mean mm-hmm. certain things are just exuded with what they did on the show. And I like how certain uh, uh like for example, Ron, he went from mm-hmm. a weak sidekick to Dwayne to a ladies man that gets girls or whenever he can or smooth talks. I was like that was but it was the aspect of school in which dudes just think 
that they can, uh, you know, uh, coast. Yeah. From beginning to end. Oh my goodness! And then there, and then there was that food at the pit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what else? It's just I just loved it. I love that show, top to bottom. Right. I remember the one one of the moments I really like in that one is when Dwayne is trying to uh, he's a he's avoiding the class that the ROTC teacher is teaching. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. because he's because he's like really hard on him, and then and um and Doc. Sinbad ends up meeting up with him like at the gym or something, and he's like, "There's this kid, Dwayne, right." I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna recommend him for your class, right? Completely goes against what Dwayne asked him to do, and he's like, yeah. he's a good kid. You got to push him a little bit, but he's a good kid. And he's like, I got you. We'll work on him. And I'm I'm like, ah, oh, I love that moment. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Was that Doctor War when Glenn Thurman comes on? Mm-hmm. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so for no for time, I'm gonna cut mine. Yeah, Hillman, different world. No, oh, it's awesome, awesome show. And and like and and. And there was like a closeness and they like to have fun, which I like too. like, you, yes. you know, like it was it was a very nice, nice mix. And I'm and, and it impresses me every time we're like, because even as it went on, like cast members also continue to like come and go. Yes. And just just the show's ability to like completely like still like kind of like reinvent itself, even but stay the same. Yes. You know, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. Huh. You ever see you ever see school days? <laughs> No, no, I guarantee has not seen school. Okay, no. So far, okay. the things you guys have mentioned that I've seen today are Clueless, Rocky Four, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Different World, uh, which I'm watching uh, now. Yeah, but no, the reason I bring up School Days is School Days comes a year before A Different World. Mm-hmm. If you can watch it or just look at the cast list, <laughs> that's all I'm telling you, yep. Zach. Okay, just do that. All right. Is that the one with Brendan Fraser screaming in the rain? No, no, no. not in, no, no, no. <laughs> not even remotely. Yeah, okay. not even remotely. You, What's you the one look, I'm thinking of? Uh, the one I'm hoping you're thinking of is Spike Lee joint. <laughs> okay, but the one you're thinking of, you said Brendan Fraser screaming into the wind. Yeah, it's Brendan Fraser, right? And it's like like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck yeah, that, are in there before not, we knew who they were. That's not though. That's school ties. <laughs> that's school, school ties. ties. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice, another school show though. But right, no, yeah, no. yeah. Okay, Frank, what's yours? <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Screaming in the rain. No. I just remember that commercial from a kid. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, definitely not the same same thing. Yeah. Um, mine is one that's pretty broad. I thought I thought someone would have had it. I thought Tommy might have had it since uh Lower Dex has come back on. Mm. And that would be Starfleet Academy. Ah, oh, that's, a good that's one. not what I thought Dark, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought that would have been one that someone would have had, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, I, I've it's one of the things where I've always enjoyed all the stuff with Starfleet Academy. I think it's a cool idea that it's set in San Francisco. Right. Um, the idea that of all the places in the world that it could be, that's where it is. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, you Do know, you know was it was it talked about in the original '60s Star Trek, or did it come about by like Next Generation in the movies? I want to say I thought next generation. I want to say next gen because you get a lot of stuff with Picard talking about Boothby, which again was played by was that Ray Walston as Ray well. Ray Walston played yes, Boothby Ray as well. Yeah, it's very I can weird. Picture yes. it now I wouldn't have thought of it, but I can picture it. Yeah, very Ray Walston heavy episode of the podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's he because he used to talk about that, and that was the thing that you would go and talk to Boothby, and I think it's one of those. Um, or after a while, like a lot of those, was like you know at least had an episode or a nod to that 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 bit of you know Picard mm. talking about that. Um, I don't believe so it might be in well 
I want to say it's in one of the Star Trek movies, one with Kirk. It might be. Yeah, it does show up in a movie, but I think it's a movie that came out after uh, after the Next Generation had started. Because I, I, I well, I'm trying to think, but I thought there was something in, I want to say it's, it's Ratha Khan when they're in like, it's the whole thing about the fact that Kirk is getting older, because that's the first place we hear about the Kobe Mashi Maru. Okay. And the unwinnable situation. And I thought that's where you get the speech of, you know, where you get McCoy talking to him about, you know, basically telling him, you've never really faced death. Right, right. <laughs> right. And that's still basically mm-hmm. the whole, with, you know, the whole movie is Kirk okay. processing all that stuff. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember when it showed up. But it is interesting, like you said, that it's San Francisco because, like, San Francisco was known as the hippie, like, yeah. hot spot. Right. And it's interesting that they placed their, their Starfleet uh, headquarters in in what would have been known as you know one of the the most peace loving places right in America at the time is an interesting uh, kind of juxtaposition I think yeah because I can't remember but when we were talking about Kirk I can't I know I mean obviously it's like the whole idea that Kirk is from what Iowa and that where he's from mm-hmm. yeah that Kirk is from Iowa and I can't remember where that first comes up whether that's in the original sixties stuff right. or not yeah. But once it's established, I know like in some of the novels and some of the comics, it's like, well, yeah, you know, going from Iowa to San Francisco is <laughs> a big step, right. even in that time. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I only remember, like, I only really know it from Star Trek The Next Generation. I know there has been other stuff that's pursued it, uh, but right. that's where I know it. And yeah, I always liked how it was, it was a little thing that would kind of like capture your imagination, like hearing Picard talk about Boothby. Mm-hmm. Or like his him yeah. being like a wild student at Starfleet, mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. he always was, you know. Like so, in his Wild Oats and Academy is what it sounded like, and had this this reputation from back then. And and when, like we saw glimpses of it, and and I do kind of like I always wanted to see more of it, just because mm-hmm. of what we heard about it in Next Generation. But in retrospect, I'm kind of happy they didn't show us more than they did at the time, just because right. like it did keep it like this this magical thing in our imaginations. Yeah, I think there's again. I think when Marvel had one of the licenses for Star Trek, I think they might have done a mini mm-hmm. with Starfleet Academy, and I'm sure there's stuff again, more stuff in the books, right? And novels, you know, that kind of stuff. But is there a show in the works for this too? Um, I don't know. I know that the show that's coming up. What's the name of the show that's coming up? That's with the with Kate Mulgrew, Prodigy, the animated Prodigy. series that mm-hmm. might touch on it some. Right. Okay. But they're like, they're not Academy kids. They're trying to learn what the Academy kids learn, but not in Academy. Oh, yeah. right. okay. Okay. I can't remember if, if, if I heard that it was going to be made. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, we're star star Trek is like, like vastly expanding. Yeah. Right? Their properties like, like currently mm-hmm. now. And it's one of those things where like, even if it's not announced, I can't imagine that somebody somewhere doesn't have that idea and hasn't pitched that. Sure. Because yeah. it is a brilliant idea right. to do sort of like, you know your teen right. <laughs> angst stuff. Couple it with Star Trek in the in the in the like, you know the um, optimism of it, right? right. And, and yeah, I I would love to see it. I would you know I want to see somebody. I don't know. I I I, I my my excitement for it would depend like who's running it. Sure, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I would certainly check out anything regarding right, it if, right. if it was to happen yeah, you know because i didn't remember there was an episode where, where q basically gives uh picard a, a road not taken type thing with yeah. stuff, yeah. choices he could have made it at the academy right right it result it's 
tapestry, right? Sounds right. The Academy early in his career. It's when he gets stabbed. Yes, he gets. Yeah. He get, almost dies at some right. point early on, mm-hmm. and yep. And in this one, he does not. It becomes a completely different person because he was safer. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. It's one of my favorite hours of television ever. <laughs> yeah. Is that episode? I one. love that episode. But yeah. But yeah, that's my choice. Starfleet Academy. Okay. Nice. Thanks. Nice pick. But Zach, yeah, it's currently in development. They're trying to bring that into a show. It is? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right. So for mine, I am going to pick Clifton. I'm going to need a spotter on this. I'm going to go with Gotham Academy. (laughs) Okay. That was on my list. Okay. And Frank, Frank's read this one too. So Frank knows. I've read read most of it, but it was on my list for sure. Mm Okay. I think you guys stuck with it a lot longer than I did. I, I, I read it. For the first like twelve issues or so, whatever it was before it got like the rebrand, mm-hmm. remember? Because like it came back as like as like second semester, and they did like a new number one, right? For it, that would like I that stuff I haven't I haven't read just yet, but it's uh you know it's basically it's it's a private school mm-hmm. uh in Gotham, right? Uh, where they solve mysteries, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, you know, yeah, kind of. Pretty much. And uh, and it's interesting that it's like, you know, it's Becky Cloonan and, and Brendan Fletcher. And apparently DC approached Becky Cloonan with like interest of wanting to do a Batman book. Right. And they're like, do you have any interest in doing a Batman book? She's like, sure, I'll do a Batman book. And she didn't like it. She's like, I'm going to do this. Right. And, she, and they're like, really? Like, you don't want to do something with like Batman? She's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're going to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> They were they were the writers. Carl Kershaw was the artist with them, oh, right? Yeah. And they were all studio meets, uh, right? At the time, and uh, and I just like I just really really liked it. I liked it, you know that uh, you know as with all things Gotham, there's an idea that like that you know there's something more to this school that they're all going to, mm-hmm. possibly nefarious. Right. We don't know, and I just liked that these kids were, were like exploring it, kind of getting in over their heads, and you know it, it had kind of a Scooby Gang. Mm-hmm. kind of feel to it because they were young they were these these kids were like you know whatever like 13 yeah probably yeah you know they were like, either middle school or the young end of high school yeah like 14 maybe yeah main character was olive mm-hmm. and yep. uh the other main character was the the always great maps maguchi yes yep. i was gonna say that's the one we thing we love drawing maps yeah yep. always love maps maps is amazing so but yeah no it's a fun book i remember i read like again i remember reading like you said, probably all the way through the first to the rebrand. And then I read a couple of the rebrand and then I don't think I finished it, but I did love it. I thought it was great when it was out. It was a lot of, mm-hmm. it was definitely different than other um, Gotham central type books. And I don't mean like the, the procedural or the, the cop one. I mean, right. just, just books that take place in Gotham, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I, it was great. Like it, it was definitely had a feel for me that I thought at any point there would be some announcement of they were going to do it as an animated. Right. Yeah, because it definitely lends itself to that, but unfortunately, oh, yeah. we never got that, which I I still no. think would be fun to explore. And I right. don't know, other than maps appearing in like the most recent Batman Black and White, I don't know if anyone has done or is doing anything with those characters. Right? Yeah, not that I know of either. Yeah, I haven't know. I don't know that anybody's like popped up. I think if anybody would, it's certainly Maps. She seems to be like kind of the standout of that of that book. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Well, yeah, I think I I think had it had it like not played closer to whatever was going on but just i think like if if you did the guest star thing a little bit mm-hmm. you know right like if if, if you kind of like peripherally saw like tim drake 
Well, and stuff you get like a that. With, you know what I don't mean? Don't we get a little bit with uh, Damien? Damien's in it for a couple issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I also thought the other thing I thought was I thought, and this is just when I remember we were, when we talked about it at the time. I remember when it was coming out that my big theory was that Olive was a lot closer to Bruce Wayne than we thought. Right. You know, the idea of who her you know her parentage was and or who her mother was was someone I thought mm-hmm. was a lot a lot bigger deal, and it didn't seem oh, to be. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't read the book, mm-hmm. but. It was right. definitely one of those things where I thought, oh, this is going to turn into something major, and it never did. So it just yeah. might have been my, you know, one of those things where I had expectations that weren't that, that weren't there. But right, I liked that it introduced Bookworm to continuity. That was true, <laughs> and it made yeah. him like a teacher yeah. over there, which was cool. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of cool little, you know, there's some overt and some cool, you know, smaller stuff. Like that's one of the ones that I, th- that I thought was great too. You know, because I think it's one of those characters from the '66 show that that could make sense in, in, you know, he's, yeah. I don't think he's just a poor man's Riddler. I think bookworm could be really cool. So yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah. So, so yeah, Gotham Academy. Yeah. I do think, I, I, I think one area we may see it young justice. Yeah. I think, I think young justice season four, maybe, maybe we get, we get some playing around with it. I think because, yep. you know, there is a little bit of a, a um, you know, private school stuff that we see Dick Grayson going to Barbara going to when they were like younger in the first season, that wasn't Gotham Academy. That was a different school. Cause right. like, cause that book didn't exist, but I feel like had it, they probably would have, would have made it that. Yeah. Yes. And Artemis you went know. to that school too. That's right. Right. So, all right, let's go around for our number ones. Clifton, you're up. All right. So for this one, I'm going with a, uh, entertainment empire from Canada. <laughs> and that is Degrassi Community School. Yeah. I knew, I yeah. knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I'd have bet money on it. I almost said okay. this yeah. just to mess with you, Clifton. But oh I thought, <laughs> yeah, it would have been there would have been a fight. I would have been throwing fists. Yeah. I have nothing yeah. to back it up with other than the name. So I'm like, nah, don't do that. Wow, that'd have been a cold blooded. Yes, yes. But if anybody knows me, they would know I would go for Degrassi Community <laughs> School because I've been watching the stories of this place for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So Degrassi started in 1979 wow. <laughs> as a series called the kids of Degrassi street, which was a Canadian series of, I never saw any of this one. I did never see any of this one. This was before my time a bit, uh, but it sounds like it was a series of what we would think of as after school specials at the time. Mm. But I did jump on in uh, again, not when it started, but as it was running, Degrassi Junior High, which started in 1987. And then, like, so Degrassi's been running since 79 with Degrassi, the kids of Degrassi Street, then into 1987's Degrassi Junior High, then continued to 1989's Degrassi High. Wow. And then 2001's Degrassi The Next Generation and 2016's Degrassi Next Class. Hmm. There was a 10 year gap between Degrassi High ending and Degrassi Next Generation beginning. But other than that, it has been on the air since 1979 until about 2017. Wow. So that is a long, long run for a show. A lot of people know it as the show Drake was on. Yes. So yeah, I was, gonna was, bring the... up, I was going to bring up the alumni okay. from the show. <laughs> um, he is the most famous is, is Drake, who played Jimmy. He was one of the longtime cast of the what was a revival at the time when the show came back in the early 2000s. Uh, His character, Jimmy, is the victim of a school shooting and spends much of his run on the show in a wheelchair. Hmm. Uh 
like there have been some other people that came off the show that that you'll still see around. Nina Dobrev came off of the show around that same time period as as well. She went on to uh, Vampire Diaries and a bunch of other shows. Okay. She's in Perks of Being a Wallflower. The film is the main character's older sister. Um, and then on Superman and Lois, Leslie Lar was Ellie Nash on Degrassi and the Next Generation. So she plays the Morgan Edge assistant currently on uh, Superman and Lois. Okay. Uh, I loved Ellie Nash. She was one of my favorite characters on that run. But yeah, Drake, definitely the most famous to come off of the show. And what is uh, interesting is like, he's not afraid to admit it to either. Like he talks about growing up in Toronto all the time. Like he's not ashamed of, Mm. you know, that his start was on what is essentially an after school special show. It's an edgy show, but it's all about lessons. Like they're all, they're, they're teaching kids lessons. It's just, they're teaching kids about like gonorrhea of the mouth and stuff, which we don't necessarily cover in, in our American after school specials, but they're not afraid to go there. No, that was the, a storyline. The American ones are all about the dangers of angel dust and flying out windows. That's what those right, the right. ones are all about. Not, not the gonorrhea of the no, mouth. Not that the is a storyline they covered in the Degrassi, the next generation uh, early on. <laughs> But yeah, Drake in 2018 released a song called I'm Upset. And for the music video for I'm Upset, it is him going to a, his 10-year high school reunion at Degrassi Community School. Uh. <laughs> and he brought back the entire cast nice. of Degrassi The Next Generation, including other people who appeared like Kevin Smith and, uh, and, and Jason Mewes appear in the music <laughs> video because they did do special appearances on the show at the time. Kevin Smith grew up watching it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it aired in PBS in America. And, uh, and yeah, like the, the video, like I loved the video cause it was just taking me back to that whole time. <laughs> so that's my nice. favorite Degrassi, the next generation. There's also okay. a really good venture brothers joke about it. in I think season two, uh, which like we didn't talk about, like there's several jokes in venture brothers that I swear are only written for me. and nobody else right (laughs) and that's one of them and it's the sea captain named his ship manny's song (laughs) and when he's asked about it he tells this whole story about how you know manny was his love until this you know this gad about craig came and stole her away and goes into this whole thing and then eventually shortly he's like captain cuckoo named his boat after manny santos on degrassi <laughs> that is awesome. That's mine. Degrassi Community School. Okay. Awesome. Good pick. Tommy, number one. Um again, I, I think the stuff I thought of is is a bigger love to other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so just to be nice, I didn't bring it up. Mm. Um yeah, I have too late two for Frank. Oh no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I have two I have two I think Frank's still gonna say. Oh, I have two that Zach might say. Well, that's easy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, nope. I don't okay. think so. Okay. See, but then it makes me say, "Huh? Hey, maybe we should I go think, for I it. think I think my number one, none of you guys are going to guess. Tommy, okay. Tommy, play, play the card you got. Play it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I was going to go with um, Bayside. Yeah. Okay. How is that not your number one, Zach? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, um. Bel Air Academy. It's going to be one of those two that okay. I thought he was going to pick. Mm. So I didn't pick that. What, what um, was the second one? 
Bel Air Academy. Oh, Bel Air Academy. Okay. Yes. Bel Air Prep. Bel Air Prep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I went with one that was already mentioned earlier because I've read all six books. Didn't care for the movie because the movie made it a bit less wondrous because I thought it'd be more grander. It's Hogwarts. Okay. Yeah. Um. Still now, it, it, for such a to me a new property, even though it's it, it started in 1997, it's the one thing people think about when it's magic school now. Yeah, it's the only thing. It's yeah, yeah, it, and it used to be other stuff as well, but it by far has taken over that site of what it is and what it can be as far as uh, boarding school, mat boarding prep school, magic school, I guess. Founded in the 10th century by Godric Gryffindale, Rowena Ravenclaw, Helga Hufflepuff, and Salazar Slytherin. It's, at, I didn't know this, but it was in Scotland? Yep. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was in England, but. <laughs> but anyway, Hogwarts. All right. I'm sure you're all well aware of it. Except for Zach, who's never seen any of the movies. I've heard of it. It's a school, yeah. right? For magic children? Yeah, yeah Zach. Yeah. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I've not seen any Harry Potter stuff except for the first Fantastic Beast. Right. Which that's I like. Even, I like a lot. That's not even Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Versus, yeah. And you've never read the books, right? And you've never I'm, read the never books. Never read the books. Never never watched any wow. of the movies. Nothing. I've never read the books either. Okay. There's going to be like a drinking game that starts with our episodes of like, how many times does Zach bring up he's never seen something? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've seen like a movie and a half, but that's about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, well, bo- I'm certain both of you will see more in the future. Okay. Um, or even read it because, again, despite uh, the the terrible uh, uh, acts of the author recently, yeah. it's still a great book. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's it. I'm gonna keep it short. Hogwarts. Okay. I'm not. Frank, number one. I have a guess. Um, I don't think you'll get this one because you because uh, okay, we'll you see. already took my number one. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, I did. You took that. But one, you yeah. want me to? You want me to? You want me to say what I have? Sure. And then yeah, go ahead. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say Sunnydale. That's not a bad one. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then, if not, I was gonna say, well, Clone High or Galaxy High. <laughs> Ooh, I had got, Galaxy High yes, was it was definitely penciled in, and then I went, nah. Yes, that's too. It's, I've done that one a million times too. Uh, Clone okay. High is what right. I should have thought of. I, I'm surprised I didn't think of that one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I wanted to. I say agree. That. You could have. And then uh, Sunnydale. Sunnydale is <laughs> like well, obvious. No, I went with. For, for my my my, I don't know if it's my number one, but I do think I would like to go there if I had to go there. If I would, I, I, is the is the this the from the Kingsman, the the school from the Kingsman, the one that's ran by like uh, Mark Strong, Merlin. Ah, mm. okay, yeah, the Kingsman Academy. It's, yeah, it's one of my yeah. favorite bits in that whole movie is the thing of like that whole like that's all the training stuff they do. Like I would yeah. probably die. I'd wash out immediately. I don't think I would make it. <laughs> That's the thing. I'd be like, no, there's no way. I like when they do the thing with the flood, like when they flood the room, that one, that part's really cool. When they're doing the, the skydiving thing, I'd probably die in that too. But otherwise I think it's awesome. It's one of the things I like that movie a lot. I, the first one's really great. Um, I like the second one, but the first one's, I think that whole, mm-hmm. that training sequence is really cool. Cause a lot of times those tra- training sequences are okay in movies, but I like that one a whole lot. So I would like, I don't know if that's my necessarily my number one. Cause I think community would probably been my number one. <laughs> give him the chance um but yeah i would go with that i would go with the, the kingsman the, the the secret service school whatever that's called i couldn't find the exact name i think it just might be the secret service school okay never seen it <laughs> it's great and drink yes yeah, drink. drink yeah <laughs> and it's and it's based on the comic yes yeah so yeah i, I think the new one looks really fun though like the prequel mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the one that's set in World War One with like Rasputin and stuff. That that looks really fun. Yeah, yeah. The second one's terrible, man. <laughs> yeah, so terrible. Yeah, I don't like anywhere near the first one's great. I love the first one. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would choose because I think I just like okay. I said, I don't, I don't think I would do very well, but I would try it. <laughs> so as much as I want to say Bayside. <laughs> because they have four minute classes and that's where Kelly Kapowski went sure. to school. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Hexide School of Magic and Demonics from Owl House. Mm. And I will. Um, oh, I forgot something that was better than. Oh, sorry. Oh, my oh really? Trying to thought, yeah. Oh, my God. You made me. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say but I mean, oh, like, it's, it's set up <laughs> like it's, you know, it's certainly a, a reference to Hogwarts. Ah. Absolutely. But what I like about it, and this is what I like about the show so much, Owl House, is that it's such a good, like, here's kind of a regular high school thing that we all went through growing up, right? And now here's this, like, magical layer to it, mm-hmm. right? Where your detention is, is is you know, instead of, like, being a room where you're, like, supposed to sit quiet and, like, do your homework or whatever, right? <laughs> You know, it's like a it's like a room that they go into where they put the kids in the pods and they like try and brainwash them mm. to like, <laughs> like to start like behaving themselves. Oh wow! And there's like there's like this weird like it's fun. The show is super super fun and light, but there's like this weird like undercurrent of like just odd and strange and and it's also this spot and I love any cartoon that does this where it's like it's open enough and elastic enough that like sort of like whatever you create fits in that in that world fits in those walls. Right. Like you can make up any class for anything hmm. and like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like we could we could do an episode on that, you know? Very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I need to watch our house. But oh, my God, I'm crying inside. <laughs> Cause, okay. cause I should have said break bills for the magicians. Uh, I uh, love that show. If kids went to um, Hogwarts, uh, uh, adults went to break bills for university. I mean, oh my gosh. Break bills is what you think a magic school would be if you gave magic to people now. Hmm. Like people would change their looks to date women. Um, you'd, use, I mean, it, it, uh, you'd, you'd make special kind of drugs using magic. I mean, the list goes on and on but oh i'm so mad i said it's a break bills <laughs> so well you got it mad. in there you got it in as your honorable mention oh my god but it didn't give me time to gush about how much i love the magicians oh oh i love the magicians well we're talking about red robin too much in this episode so we're gonna start closing out with uh what's a school we never ever want to step foot in but first if you like the show you can check out all of our episodes on youtube and let me know how it is.com please however you find us don't forget to like subscribe and leave us a review and finally if you have any topic ideas for us you can send them our way on twitter or in the comments our twitter handle is our show's initials l-m-k-h-i-i all right clifton school you never want to go to sunnydale <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. if you go to yeah. sunnydale yeah. chances are you're either gonna you know turn into a vampire be eaten by a vampire killed by a demon or just fall into the hellmouth yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. So that's the one I would not go or to. Cordelia is going to be really mean to you. Probably. <laughs> right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's guaranteed yeah. in all scenarios. Yep. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a good place to, to go to school, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But they have a lot of old books in the library, so that's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah.
A lot of out of print stuff, it sounds like. Yes. Nope. Good pick. All right. Tommy, what's yours? Oh, break bills. From the magicians. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. So you, you love it, but you would never want to you go there. It, but- oh, I would never want to go there. In, in in one instance, one of their classes, like everyone in the class dies because someone did the, a magical experiment wrong. It, mm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And the thing with drugs with magics, it, it the drugs are so powerful they went to another dimension and couldn't get out because they loved the high so much. I mean, there, there's there's instances of that. Mag- uh, people learning so much magic that they can turn into a magical creature. Which then they turn immoral. I mean, oh, the things that happen in that universe is sick. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Frank? Um, hmm. I would probably not want to go to wherever the kids in 90210 go. Ah, okay. <laughs> I just don't think I would have a very good time there. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where everyone's, you know, uh, camera ready, basically. Yep. You know, you need sideburns. And I, so. Yeah, and sideburns. I don't. They don't work for me. You know, so right. I just think that would be the place I would not want to go. Is any of the kids of uh, Beverly Hills nine two one zero? I would be. I because again, the whole idea is that is that uh, what's his name? Um, I can't. Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley. Thank you. Jason Priestley is. <laughs> yes, thank you. Jason Priestley is the the fish out of water from being from Minnesota. Mm-hmm, and I'm yep. like, come on, like no one buys this premise, do they? <laughs> the school is West Beverly High School. Thank you. If Jason Priestley is the kid that's the fish out of water, and he, you know, he, oh, he has his tough time fitting in, and I'm like, that's not that guy. I was weirdly thinking about nine hundred two one zero yesterday. Okay, and I was thinking, I had a moment where I was like, I was like, they should do Luke Perry's character like a young Luke Perry character, like a young Dylan McKay. I was a huge nine hundred two one zero fan mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, young Dylan McKay. Then it hit me. I'm like, we got that. It's called 90210. <laughs> like, I I'm, like, I'm like, they're in high school yeah. in that show. That's right. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, mine is wherever they went to in 21 Jump Street. Okay. Not the movies. The movies sound fun. They are. I've seen the movies. They're fun. Uh, uh, and those, you know, if, if you're doing it for a comedy, that's one thing. But man, if your school is so bad, they're sending undercover cops there. Mm-hmm. That's not good. I don't want to be there. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So all right. So let us know which schools we missed. Which one are your favorites? Hit us up in the comments or on Twitter. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com. Please remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>